Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Egg Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. Coming up on today's program, the Federal Conservative Party's agriculture critic is disappointed that Bill C-234 has been amended by the Senate and will be sent back to the House of Commons for debate. We'll hear from John Barlow coming up on today's program. As well, there's uh, much disappointment from the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association, Garner Diabold, and the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, on this topic as well. We will have uh, topics uh, here from them as well coming up on today's program. Some changes are coming to the meeting events organized by the Crop Commissions in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta over the next couple of months. Registration is now open for those meetings. Kevin Hirsch, the Chief Agricultural Editor for SaskAgToday.com, We'll have a report on that. So all of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of SaskAg Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Special. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94 Ag Review. There's a rather significant bearish outlook for canola for the rest of December, that's according to Jerry Clausen of Resilient Commodity Analysis. He says a large part of this was generated by the Statistics Canada Production Report released on Monday. In the federal agency's report, it increased canola production for 2023-24 from its September estimate by about 900,000 metric tons at 18.3 million, which was the average trade guess ahead of the report. While the canola number was in line with the average trade guess, Clausen also says it surprised many participants. He suggests the trade was now wondering if there is actually more canola out there than what Stats Canada calculated. Clausen says major importers of Canadian canola and domestic crushers were backing away from their purchases, with both seeing supplies being sufficient enough. Protein Industries Canada is partnering with Yuko Agro, Hawks Agro, and three farmers to build out an infield platform to predict and control anthracnose and ascochyta blight of pulses. The project budget is $2.6 million in funding. 
with 1.2 million coming from Protein Industries Canada Artificial Intelligence Stream, funded as part of the Pan-Canadian Artificial Intelligence Strategy. By utilizing artificial intelligence to address the main diseases of concern in lentil crops, the partners will work to help farmers and agronomists make improved crop management decisions. This can lower input costs, improve disease management and preserve yield potential, all of which help secure Canada's supply chain for ingredient processors and food manufacturers. Building on Yuko Agro's Foresight platform, the partners will develop and commercialize the AI technology for use by farmers, agronomists and retailers. An Alberta investment firm and its Australian investment partner have acquired a nearly 3 million hectare cattle portfolio in Western Australia. The Kimberley cattle portfolio is said to be an established and well-managed asset. AIMCO partnered with Australian agriculture investment management firm New Agriculture on the deal. It followed a public tender process and is subject to regulatory approvals. The portfolio consists of Yugawala Pastoral Company and Argyle Cattle Company. It's a large-scale cattle breeding business spanning nearly 7.4 million acres or largely leased land in the Kimberley region of Western Australia. AIMCO previously acquired Australian mixed farming business Lawson Grains in January of 2022. The corporate grain operation farms over 90,000 hectares, a bit more than 222,000 acres, according to the company's website. Smithfield Foods says it will end contracts with 26 hog farms in the U.S. state of Utah in the latest contraction by the world's largest pork processor in the face of an industry oversupply. Pork producers have been losing money as pig prices and consumer demand have struggled at a time of high costs for labor and other expenses. Smithfield, which is owned by a Hong Kong company, says it will terminate employees who support its dealings with farms that raise hogs under production contracts. Layoffs may total about 70 employees, or up to one-third of the 210 workers in Smithfield's Utah hog production operations. The contracts are with finishing farms that raise hogs to slaughter weight, adding that it will continue to operate company-owned sow farms in Utah. Analysts said pork producers need to cut the number of sows or female pigs used to reproduce to return to profitability more quickly. Police in Nova Scotia say a break-in at a facility in Steam Mill has resulted in the deaths of thousands of chickens. King's District RCMP issued a statement saying the break-in at the poultry wholesale facility on Lakewood Road happened sometime between November 21st at 8.30 p.m. and 11 o'clock the next morning. The Mounties did not say what caused the deaths of the chickens, which were valued at $160,000. Police are asking for the public's help as their investigation continues. And that's today's AgReview. It's time now to head back out once again to Tanya Cherry. Where we are talking about winning a nice amount of money. <laughs> nice, no, a heck of a lot of money. So many cash prizes that you can win with Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery. Welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's cloudy and plus four degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. 
I'll have your complete weather details coming up at 1 o'clock. The federal Conservative Party's agriculture critic is disappointed that Bill C-234 has been amended by the Senate and will be sent back to the House of Commons for debate. The bill would have exempted propane and natural gas used for grain drying and heating and cooling barns and greenhouses from the carbon tax, but the amendment would remove barn and greenhouses from the equation. Here's Alberta MP John Barlow. We certainly felt that uh, if we can get this amendment defeated, we would be well on our way to, to getting 234 uh, approved in royal assent and, and give farmers a critical financial relief and a carbon tax carve-out, but uh, that's not what happened, and a really a crushing blow for farmers. He says it looks like the bill will be quashed. Well, that's really the crux of the problem here, is that it didn't really matter what the uh, amendment was, and, and this amendment, for all intents and purposes, guts this bill. Um, they just wanted an amendment to put punt this back to the House of Commons and add for further delays. Because what happens now that it comes back to the House of Commons, it is at the bottom of the order of precedence. And we are going to have to work very hard to try and get it moved up in the agenda as quickly as we can. Um, but it's going to be up open for you know, debates and uh, discussions, and it just adds more and more delay. And even if we get the amendment defeated in the House, then it goes back to the Senate, and we start the shenanigan all over again. So unfortunately for the, the Liberal loyalists and, and the Prime Minister, this is mission accomplished. I, I believe this is what they were hoping would happen, and, and try and kill this bill through attrition. But Barlow says they won't give up. We are going to try and look at every procedural tool we have. We, we can try and get unanimous consent in the House uh, to uh, repeal this amendment from the Senate and get it back to the Senate. We could, that would expedite the process. We are going to try and do that. Uh, but for that to be successful, we would need every member in the House to agree. And as we know, uh, the Liberals are opposed to this, this bill. Um, you know, for some reason, they, they don't want to uh, give farmers a financial break of close to a billion dollars um, and lower food costs for Canadians. So it, it really is a, a frustration that uh, the Liberals are fighting so hard against farmers and, and Canadian consumers right now. He's not sure this sets a dangerous precedent within the Senate. Well, I think that is, uh, you know, something we are questioning where you have a, a, a bill that comes to the Senate that has um, unanimous support from the opposition parties, uh, a strong majority. These amendments that the Senate has have finally passed were, were proposed by the Liberals in the House of Commons, uh, defeated. They were proposed at the Senate, at their Agriculture Committee, defeated. So clearly this is just a game for the Senate to uh, submarine a piece of legislation that was supported by the vast majority of the House of Commons who are elected by the people. Uh, I, I think this is a, a disheartening precedent for the Senate to undermine the will uh, of the House of Commons. Barlow notes the amendment that passed Tuesday is very similar to the one recently defeated. It was pretty much the exact same amendment, and that's, that just shows you this was all about gamesmanship and, and politics. And, you know, when you have uh, the Minister of Environment, the Minister of Climate Change, uh, the Minister of Natural Resources, and now we've even heard the Prime Minister himself uh, calling and bullying senators to uh, to try and kill this bill. It just shows you how, um, you know, as much as Justin Trudeau says the, the Senate is independent, it is far from it when Liberal ministers and the Prime Minister are making phone calls to senators to, to bully them to, to vote against this bill.
but he's not sure how the senators were pressured by the Liberal government. Their job security is pretty much there until they're, ni- until they're 75. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what sort of leverage they had on them. Uh, you know, that's that's between them and, and the prime minister and their their constituents in their provinces. Um, you know, to see Alberta uh, senators vote against, uh, you know, vote for this amendment to kill this bill, um, you know, really, really disheartening. But Barlow says the fight will continue. We haven't given up. Uh, we, we know how important this, this bill is to Canadian agriculture and, and Canadian consumers who are struggling to put food on the table. Um, we have, the, our leader Pierre Polyev has committed to do everything we can in the House to, to get this through and, and we're, we're going to hold the Liberals responsible for this. We're going to make this, this decision, this game that they're playing painful for them. Uh, we'll try and hold up other pieces of legislation in their agenda that they're trying to get through. Um, because this is a top priority for Conservatives. John Barlow is the Federal Conservative Party's agriculture critic. It's time now for the livestock market conditions and their presentation of Heartland Livestock in Yorkton. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for February are trading at 163 even this hour. That's down 55. April live cattle trading at 166.32, down 35. January feeder cattle trading at 210.70. That's up 55. March feeder cattle trading at 211.15, down 60. February lean hogs trading at 67.75, down 155. April lean hogs trading at 74.45, down 150. And that's the livestock market conditions. Now it's time for the Heartland Livestock Report from Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of December the 6th. A nice little run here with 1,500 head in the short, 425 cows and bulls, a total of 19.25 for the day. This week the cow trade was a bit lower and the bulls were selling steady. D1, D2 cows, 118 to 128, sales to 133, 134, D3 cows, 85 to 105. These older, weaker, blemish cows, 50 to 70. Cows are averaging 114. From our good Yorkton area here, 1,600-pound cows, they topped out at 136 and a quarter. Good bulls, 135 to 145, sales to 149, 150. Bulls are averaging 138. From that good Cupar area, 2,100-pound bulls, they topped out at 155. A job well done there. On to the pre-sort sale. 350-pound little steers, 480. 420-pound red-black exotic steers, 441. 500-pounders at 409. 575-pound steers, 382. The 650s at 365. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers, 326. The 780s at 310. And 850-pound steers at 293. On to the heifers, 350-pound little heifers, 410. 425 red black exotic heifers, 399. The 500 pounders at 352. 575 pound heifers, 320. The 650s at 306. 710s at 284. And 780 pound heifers at 254. Highlight of the morning a package of 500 pound red Angus steers, they topped out at 410. And a package of 420 pound red Angus heifers, they topped out at 405. Next week, Wednesday, December 13th, will be our last regular sale for all classes of cattle. 
On this Friday, December 8th, bred cow bred heifer sale expecting 250 to 275 head with three complete herd dispersals and one herd reduction. If you are looking for early calving cows, we have some for you. Sale time, 11 o'clock this, this Friday. It will also be on DLMS. Don't miss this sale. Should be a good one. And also, we have the double KL Semental's complete herd dispersal at Heartland, Yorkton on Monday, December 11th at 2 o'clock. 185 head of Semental, Semental cross cattle. This sale will be a good one. It, it will also be on DLMS. So come early for lunch at 12 noon. If you haven't had cabbage rolls for a while, this will be the place to be on Monday at Heartland, Yorkton. See you there. That's it for this week at Heartland, Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And it's time now to check in once again with Tanya Cherry. Where we are talking about and imagining and planning what you would do with $100,000. So anytime I ask my friends who farm, it's like, what would, what do you need extra cash for? And they're always like, bins. We need more bins. Okay, so $100,000. Does that buy a bin? Another one? Like, I, I don't know the cost of things. And anytime I talk to a farm, it's like, really? All of that money? You guys pay a ton of money. So having a little extra, $100,000, that helps, right? So $100 per ticket, or you can get three t- uh, tickets for $250, $100,000 coming your way on Monday, okay? Does that help out with the winter ahead of you? With, do you need to buy a new bowl? Do you need, what do you need for your cows? What do you need for everything that you have on the farm? You work hard. Let this lucky ticket work hard for you. Give you 100 grand. 1-866-783-4800. 1-866-783-4800. And good luck with Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery. Now one more time, let's talk to Danny Ismond. And we are at the Yorkton Hyundai here, 115 Palliser Way, and we are joined with Kimberly once again, and what a great day it's been, Kim. Honestly, Danny. Commodities Update. Canola futures are trading up rather sharply this hour. January canola trading at 667.80, up $17.90. March canola trading at 676.50, up $17.20. March Minneapolis wheat trading at 736 and three quarters, that's up six and a quarter cents. March Kansas City wheat. Trading at 666 per bushel, up 10 cents. March Chicago wheat trading at 641 and three quarters, that's up eight and a quarter cents. March corn trading at 487 and three quarters, up three and a half cents. January soybeans trading at 1313 and a quarter, that's up 17 and three quarters of a cent. March oats trading at 367 and a half down four and a half cents. And that's the commodities update. Extreme disappointment is the reaction around the agriculture community as Bill C-234 was amended to remove the carbon tax exemption for natural gas and propane used to heat and cool barns and other farm buildings. It was a tight vote among senators 40 to 39 in favor of the amendment, and once it passes third reading, it will go down to the House of Commons for debate. 
President of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association, Garner Diabold, doesn't have high hopes of the bill getting passed. And so I guess with the Senate making that amendment, it really just shows that they really aren't interested in, in reducing the cost of food. And many of the cases here, I think we'll see that, you know, inflation on food and just increased cost because of the, the extra taxes there, you know, due to the carbon tax there. So, uh, yes, very disappointing. CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, thought it was a sure thing to approve. Frankly, we're extremely disappointed. Uh, we had been kind of of the mind up to even two, three months ago uh, that this was going to be kind of a sure thing. Uh, we'd received, uh, I myself and uh, one of our board members had traveled to Ottawa earlier this year to advocate on behalf of this legislation in addition to a number of other uh, issues, but this was definitely one of the issues that we uh, had brought up. And so it's extremely disappointing uh, to see that those amendments pass and go back to the House. It means, you know, effectively, we're not going to see this uh, exemption in place before the next election. From a farm group perspective, McClellan says they're going to have to double their efforts to change the outcome. From our perspective, we continue to work with our partners at the national level, the Canadian Cattle Association, the NCFA, and we'll work with our local MPs here uh, in the province of Saskatchewan as well. Um, continuing to impress upon them the importance of this uh, this exemption. We know certainly the champion of this legislation, uh, John Barlow, very much shares in the disappointment uh, from the industry perspective. Uh, we'll just have to redouble our efforts, dust ourselves off, and uh, and get back in front of these decision makers and and obviously sharpen our pencils in terms of uh, some. And Diabold echoed similar comments. That'll be one one of the uh, agenda items that we will be dealing with. Uh, there are other things, uh, you know, that we still are are talking about. But uh, this is a board meeting of of the stock growers, and you know, this will be high on the agenda, and and definitely will, uh, you know, we will have some. I think hopefully some approach to uh, dealing with it or supporting it, and and uh, you know, once the meeting is complete. However, Bill C-234 still has the exemption for propane or natural gas used for grain drying. Please stay tuned. SaskAg Today will return right after this. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. The executive director of the Dumore Ag Foundation says a virtual mental health session for men that was held last month was a great one. The event called Bro Talk, Breaking the Silence, was held on November 16th and hosted by Sean Brook, president of Seed World Group. Megs Reynolds says it also had farmer and comedian Quick Dick McDick, former bull rider Kyle Stewart, and mental health clinician Sean O'Grady participate. We were really looking to have everyone be open, be vulnerable, share stories, talk about you know their connection to mental health why they're there why they were you know wanting to make sure they're part of the conversation and and then talking about what they've done in their their life to help support their own mental wellness and to have conversations and it was you know the feedback we got from it was really great because it highlighted those faces that you can look to and say hey I'm I'm like that person them being open and vulnerable and just you know through that really letting others know other men know it's okay to talk about stuff. We're all going through stuff and it's okay to talk about it. She says engagement from participants was pretty good. There were. We had some great questions come in, either be sent um, anonymously uh, to the moderator, Sean, 
um, or just, you know, thoughts and, and questions posted in the group chat for everyone there. And then the other thing we did is that we recorded it. So if anyone is looking to find it, they can find it on our YouTube channel because we understand that not everyone is comfortable because of the stigma surrounding mental health to attend in, I'm doing quotation marks, in person in that virtual setting. Um, you know, even if they have their camera off, their their name might show. So it was really important to us to make sure it was recorded so that people can connect with it at a later date in a way that they're, they feel comfortable and safe to do so. A question related to alcohol stood out to Reynolds during this session. Needing to feel like you had to drink a certain amount of alcohol to feel safe or comfortable to start a conversation with your guy friends. And I think that was an important one to talk about because we do know that sometimes alcohol is used as that negative coping mechanism or as a way that guys feel comfortable and girls too getting together um, to have conversations instead of just calling someone up and saying, hey, um, can we go for a walk? Can we go for coffee? You know, I, I got something on my mind I want to chat about, but needing to feel like we need maybe that courage um, to be able to have that conversation. Another point was around self-criticism. Was the one around pressure and how we put pressure and criticize ourselves and blame ourselves. And it was um, along the lines of, do you find that you might put too much pressure on your or blame on yourself for things that might be out of your control or when things go wrong? And I'd say Quick Dick was really great at addressing this. And that's been part of how he has been using social media and his videos where, you know, all the things that happen that you don't want to happen, your herd's out, uh, your truck breaks down, whatever happens. And for him, he said, it's been a great way to make a video about like, oh, crap, this has happened. Um, instead of just internalizing it and beating himself over using that internal language saying, well, I should be a better farmer and this wouldn't happen, which isn't true, right? That stuff happens all the time. Um, but it was such a, a really important piece to talk about. Reynolds says last month was a great time to hold this virtual session, given November was dedicated to awareness about men's health and mental health. It's now coming up on 1 o'clock. Time to check the GX94 precision weather forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today, a 60% chance of rain changing to snow or freezing rain. Winds east-southeast at 10 to 20, becoming northeast at 15 to 25. A high of plus 3 and falling. For tonight, a snowfall warning is in effect. Spotty sleet and freezing rain changing to snow. 6 to 12 centimeters possible. Winds north-northeast at 20 to 35 and a low of minus 2. For tomorrow, an 80% chance of snow tapering off midday, an additional 5 to 10 centimeters possible. Winds north-northwest at 25 to 40, the temperature falling to minus 4 with an overnight low of minus 10. For Saturday, partly sunny, winds west-northwest at 10 to 20, a high of minus 6. For Sunday and Monday, mainly sunny, also a high of minus 6. In the Paw, it's 1 degree. Swan River and Brandon are at 3. Dauphin and Roblin, 4. Show Lake Russell is at 2. 
Regina, Saskatoon, Hudson Bay, Broadview, Mooseman, and Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington all reporting in at 2. Indian Head is at 3. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, an east-southeast wind at 13 kilometers an hour. 87% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 4 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for SaskAg today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. SaskAg Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.